We are back with another episode of Out of the Main. John, welcome back to the Yacht Rock Podcast. Yes, thank you. Yes. We are doing uh, another Buried Treasures episode. So yes. previously we did, we sliced them up, um, we called them Hidden in Plain Sight. Those were like right. deep cuts from artists that we all know and love, right. like a Toto or whatever, but how are they not playing this song? We're going to do another volume of Buried Treasures, but this is not going to be Hidden in Plain Sight. This is what we are calling Uncharted Waters. Well, I got a question for you before I get into explaining that. Okay. This is like uh, trying to catch you off guard. It's a yacht or not kind of question. Ooh. The question is, is yacht, as we refer to it, are we talking saltwater or freshwater? Ooh, good question. Well, it's it's the uh, West Coast, so it's got to be saltwater. All right. There you go. So anyway. How is that relevant? It's not. Oh, okay. Uncharted Water. So, uh, different from the previous Buried Treasures, which was Hidden in Plain Sight, where we wanted to stick with well-known artists and maybe find deep cuts on their records. Now, we're going to look for artists that uh, you probably have never heard of in most cases, or certainly people that I had never heard of until fairly recently as I you know, dove into this job of trying to find these gems in order to expand the Yacht Rock playlist. So, these are going to be... Yachty tunes that you need to check out, but the names um, of the artists and may not may not grab your attention right away. So it's going to require a little bit of work to go in and say, you know what, I'm going to give this a listen. Uh, so that is why we're calling this um, Uncharted Waters, because it's probably places you haven't gone before on yes, Spotify. Right. And maybe many of these songs weren't even charted, literally, probably back not. in the day. Um, okay, cool. Well, I'm going to ask you to go first this time. Okay. I will go first. So, um, if you're deep into yacht, you know this guy, but he is not a household name, and that's Mark Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Jordan was Canadian, and then, of course, moved to the west coast of um, California as he uh, got into and got involved with Jay Graydon and uh, all of the typical cats, David Foster, Luke Etherpercar, all those guys, you know, that we talk about all the time. And his, to me, his most yachty record is 1979 Blue Desert. And uh, he has a song on there called Lost in the Hurrah. So what's interesting about this song is not only just the players, Jay Graydon, Abe Laboreal, Michael O'Martian, Dean Parks, Bill Champlin, all of them are on it. But the song seems to tell the story of somebody going to L.A. thinking that they're going to be a big shot star. And then once they get there, they realize that uh, they've become a small fish in a very large sea. It's mm. kind of it's very almost uh, semi-autobiographical, possibly. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, and Mark Jordan, like you said, he is kind of a – he sort of is a, a buried treasure himself, unless you're – a hardcore yacht rocker. Right, I would say but so. That song is a hidden treasure within a hidden treasure, yes. which is why it's uncharted. Wonderful. Well, I am. Uh, it is my turn, right? Yes, it is. Okay. Um, There's only two know, of us here, so. <laughs> oh, that's right. Uh, do you know who J.P. Morgan is? No. Female J A Y E. So you spell her first name. No. She's one of these people that if you Google her photo and you're of a certain age, you'll recognize her when you see her. Okay. One of those people that, like in the '70s, was famous for being famous. Was she on WKRP? Um, I don't know. I don't have her full career in front okay. of me, but she was on a lot of shows like that. She okay. was on um, uh, The Odd Couple. Okay. Uh, she was a regular on The Gong Show. <laughs> that's fa- where it is. Yeah. That's where I know it from. In fact, she got kicked off, <laughs> yeah, kicked yeah, off yeah. of The Gong Show for showing her yep, That's right. 
Um, but she was also so she was an actress, but she was also a recording um, star to a certain hmm. degree. And she got hooked up in 1976 with an up-and-coming music maker by the name of David Foster. Oh, I've heard of him. Yes. Yeah, so this is before most people had. Yeah. And he produced this record. And the name of the song that you can play a little bit of is Can't Hide Love. So, cover of the Earth, Wind, and Fire tune. She sounds really capable. I mean, it doesn't just sound like, you know, plastic voice put over the top of a cool track. No. In the uh, cool track, it is. It features, by the way, um, Ray Parker Jr. on guitar. Yes. The Tower of Power horns. Uh, gritty backing vocals by Bill Champlin. <laughs> it um, says gritty backing it vocals. It does, yes. <laughs> uh, and uh, David Foster played keyboards on it. So it's just a cool version. It's aggressive. It is. Um, yeah. The so, horn hits and the, the kicks. Oh, that's pretty solid. Yeah. It's not wow. as, it starts out really kind of uh, Blue Light Soul kind yeah. of just whatever, but it gets aggressive. It's a really good tune. So um, check that tune out. Um, and I would avoid the rest of the career uh, because. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see, Gong Show. Oh, but she was in, you remember they made a movie about Chuck Barris, the host yeah. of, she yeah. played herself in that movie well, just good. recently. Okay. It was 2003. So, Interesting. Anyways. All right, back to you. Back to me. Um, well, from the uh, 80s, most people know the Doobie Brothers by Michael McDonald. A lot of people maybe don't recognize the name Patrick Simmons, mm. uh, unless, again, you're a deep fan. Uh, Patrick Simmons was one of the other primary songwriters and singers. In fact, he wrote probably their most iconic hit, Blackwater. But later on, he did a solo record in 1983 uh, called Arcade. Used many of the Doobie uh, Doobie Brothers on the album. Did a cover of a a, sort of a soul tune by uh, the Chai Lights, a 1971 tune. But he covered it, and it's called Have You Seen Her? Yeah, I know that song. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, and you hear Michael McDonald in there, right? Yep, he's yeah. sprinkled in in the harmonies. Yeah, I um, I use that, not just that song, but that album to sort of defend the people that like to say that Michael McDonald ruined the Doobie Brothers. <laughs> yeah. Because if he was the only one interested in taking them in the direction that they went, then why is, yeah. you know... Good point. Uh, Patrick Simmons' solo album, because Simmons has been there, was it from the very, very beginning. Yeah. So if he didn't want the band going in that direction, why is he making a solo record in that direction? So yeah. it wasn't purely a Michael McDonald. And you thing. said he wrote uh, Blackwater? Yes. Which is like a hillbilly type, yeah. you know. F- yep. So obviously that's, he wanted that sound then, but certainly wanted the sound later. Bingo. So. Good point. All right. I'm going uh, to an uncharted uh, destination. I don't even know how to pronounce this guy's last name, but you might. Jim Fotoglof? Photoglow? I don't know either, Photoglo? but uh, i got to double check that he's not on my list somewhere. Photoglow? So. Yeah, I, anyway. I, I know who you're talking about. Um, well, let's listen to a little of this tune. Yeah. This is a great... This feels like so yachty that it's like, how are they not playing Fool in Love With You? Yeah, I have uh, something of his written in my notes somewhere, too. I have never heard his name. It seems like you can only find him on some sort of compilation there on Spotify, too, like some Japanese or something compilation. Did you even find a This is a record? compilation. It's it's Cafe Drive yeah, Standard that's the one. hyphen 2. I have no idea what that yeah, even means. Right. But um, I think it was a one-hit wonder from what I could tell, and this isn't really even a hit, but you will recognize it, I think, if uh, you're of a certain age. 
But he, after this career doing this song, he went on to become a successful country music writer. Oh. He wrote songs for Garth Brooks, Faith Hill, the Everly Brothers, Dusty Springfield, Patty Loveless, Highway 101, the Oak Ridge Boys, Pam Tillis, Tanya Tucker, Travis Tritt, uh, and the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band wow. in Alabama. Hmm. In addition, he's got a song called She Loves Me, The Best That I Could Be, and that was covered by James Ingram. Wow, that's like wraps the whole thing in a nice yeah, little so, bow, doesn't it? Exactly. Yes. Well, that's well, pretty much speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. Anyways, good one. You, uh, what do you got? Well, that's a good transition. This speaks for itself line because uh, this was a song written by Donald Fagan. Okay. 1984, but the artist was Greg Fillinganes on his mm. solo record, solo record called Pulse, and uh, this is a song called Lazy Nina. And what I get about this song is it's got the usual, some of the usual cats. Fagan is the co-arranger, John Robinson on drums. But the lyrics in the chorus are so vintage Fagan. In that they make no sense? Back in the maze with Lazy Nina, walking the dog and watching Soul Train, (laughs) reading the paper, going to movies, and at night we sing da-da-do, da-da-ooh-ya-ya. So relatable. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, well, let's hear a little of that, Joe. Here we go. Back in the maze with Lazy Nina Walking the dog and watching Soul Train Reading the paper Alrighty, yeah. so top that, Moan Capitone Oh, I'm glad you asked me to top that Yes Because I'm about to play for you what you have called Jeff Beccaro's second best drum recording ever Killer Yes, that song of course, and uh, I don't know anything about I listened to the rest of this record. It's not as yachty, but it does feature Steve Lukather, Jay Graydon, uh, Jeff Picaro, of course. We just mentioned him. Mike Picaro, uh, Neil Steubenhaus, uh, mm-hmm. David Foster. So definitely had the, the lineup for sure. But the song, this that song I, is the gem of the album. Oh, though, no so question. good. I think it opens the record. It's mm-hmm. Loving and Losing. Dwayne Ford. And get to the um, the bridge section of that and the way that Picaro deals with all those hits. It's just gold. Yeah. Pure gold. He does that thing which you said um, uh, on um, Asia that uh, Rick Murata. No, that uh, was Steve Gadd, yeah. That was Steve Gadd of that yeah. one. That had to time all of his hits, hits. as he's doing this the really solo. busy drum solo. Right. And he does the same thing there. It's interesting. Very cool. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. Well, this one's a kind of an interesting one. Um, boy, we seem to have a little bit of a thread going here. Um, 1977. This is an album, uh, a song by a guy named Terrence Boylan. Terrence Boylan is the younger brother of John Boylan, who was a big time uh, West Coast session player, guitar, I think. But Terrence. The Boylans were originally from New York. Terrence stayed in New York, and he was going to Bard College in New York, 1968. And he had a couple of classmates 
Donald Fagan and Walter Becker. Heard of them. That he became friends with, close friends. In fact, they joined a band together, and they were the backing band to Boylan's first record. Um, now, this jumps several years later, but this song uh, includes a lot of uh, Steely Dan cats, Chuck Rainey, Vic Feldman, Dean Parks, Timothy B. Schmidt mm. from the Eagles on backups, nice. Donald Fagan himself on piano, and this song is called Shame. So anyway, I heard that song and um, was instantly taken by it. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I started doing the prep for this episode, they started to dig more deep into the credits, that I found out about the Donald Fagan and Walter Becker. That's kind crazy. Of it's like, wow. Well, kind of put an ear pin in that song, because when we get to the lightning round, that's going to become relevant again. Okay. Uh, but I did not know that song. It's really cool. Really cool vibe. Um, no surprise based on personnel. So. All right, I'm going to a song that achieved 79.5 on the Yatsky scale. What was the score? uh, What's that? What was the score, did you say? Oh, 79.5. Okay. So if uh, we keep referencing the Yatsky scale, that is also linked in our show notes on every episode, so you could go. It's basically a determinant panel. The founders of the term Yacht Rock put together a panel, and they ranked a number of songs on a scale of 0 to 100, and the composite score determines whether it's Yacht or not. 79.5, 79.5, yep. you said 50 high being score. the cutoff, so yeah. anything above 50. Yeah, so we're at like almost 80 here. But I don't know this guy, or didn't, until I heard the song recently. Do you know who David Rayner is? No. Let's hear a little bit of Leave Me Alone Tonight. So leave me alone tonight. Oh, he has a little bit of a Michael McDonald character to his voice. Yeah, in the music kind of matches. Yeah, it does. Yeah, so don't know anything about him. I tried to, to find out more about him, and all I could find, don't even know if it's the same David Rayner, but apparently, if it is, he left uh, a very brief career in music and eventually got paired up with Denise Williams. Remember, let's hear it for the yeah, boy. Yeah, so to, it could be the same one. Yeah, to be her music director. And now he's got still a, a music production business out there. sounds like a fit yeah. with uh, her. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a great tune. Man. That's really sweet. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to move on. Then uh, I'm going to go to the Clark Duke Project, as in Stanley Clark and George Duke. Oh, I so, know what song it's going to be. Yeah, 1981. And um, apparently that's George Duke singing, but this is called Sweet Baby. That's awesome. Yeah, I just Isn't heard that. Song. I, I heard it recently, did, too, and I had to go and track it back to the Stanley Duke thing. Yeah, how or, do we miss that one all yeah. this time, you know? Or Clark Duke, I should say. Yeah, yeah I know. It, it goes back to there's so much of this stuff out there. You just got to be, you know, wanting to find it. And, yeah, and it's not as though the whole album is this stuff. No, but exactly. Boy. But that's why there's these little hidden it's gems. It's kind of like, or, you know, those Lee Rittenauer records at the time. A lot of these jazz artists seem to be... Dipping into that, you know, a few pop tunes mixed in with some instrumentals and yep. um, well, trying to get a hit. But they were getting hired, as we mentioned, by the the pop yeah, artists. Right. And, and so they're probably getting influence. Cool. Um, well, I'm going to go with a duo um, that I had never heard before. But uh, the additional musicians on this record, I haven't told you who it is yet. So don't worry. You haven't missed anything. Neil <laughs> Steubenhouse on bass. Yeah. Uh, Vinny Caliuta on drums. Right? Yeah. Charles Foster Johnson, guitar. This is Peter Wolf on keyboards. Could that be the same Peter Wolf from Jay Giles, man? No, but I will give you a connection to our last uh, 
episode of Buried Treasures, there was a Peter Wolf that was a music producer ah. in the 80s, and he was a keyboard-heavy guy. In fact, he was the producer for Starship when I brought up the song Sarah. Ah, gotcha. Okay. Uh, also features David Foster, Chuck Finley on horns, Bill Perkins, Dick Hyde, uh, all the names. Tom Scott, which name has come up a couple times, too. So, um, but I never heard of these guys, and I think they only have one hit. It peaked at 38 on the Billboard Hot 100, okay. 35 on the Adult Contemporary Chart. Um, in the group is Nielsen and Pearson. Mm-mm. And the song is so yachty, it's If You Should Sail. Play it. kind of got that uh, very typical model of a, a yacht rock tune where it's kind of groovy uh modal thing on the the the, um, the verses you mm-hmm. know and then it goes to the big major lush chords for the chorus yeah it's Dig almost that. like it's working from a recipe book you know? <laughs> yeah it, it maybe that's why maybe they were just imitators i don't know I, I found that one only on a compilation so don't know anything else by them or about them yeah there could be some of that that goes on with some of these people that they're a little bit late to it and then you just you come off as oh they're just copying so and so you know i've heard it all already but nonetheless that's a great tune yeah and deserves wider recognition and play well i'm gonna stick in the george duke area oh my gosh um i know um so this was a George Duke solo record, so this is not necessarily with Stanley Clark. It's not part of the Clark Duke project, but it's a year later, 1982. This has Jerry Hay and the boys in the horns, so good. Michael Cimbello on guitar. Mm. Ndugu Chancellor on drums. And you say, who's that? Who's well, that? He, he was a favorite of uh, Quincy Jones. And mm. you, drummer on Wanna Be Starting Something from Michael oh, yeah. Jackson, just a killer track. But this guy played a lot of great funky tracks so without further ado i hear a uh earth wind and fire vibe mm-hmm. on that song that falsetto vocal which I, yep. again it's got to be george duke but yeah. i mean falsetto male vocal i i said early yep. on when we started doing this that's an essential part of the sound yes you, you know, why not have a girl single well because it's different than having right. a male falsetto right 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 well that is a good one a very good one um, I, I'm going to go with a song by Joey Scarberry. No. Nope. Or Scarberry. Did I say it right? Yep. Yeah. Joey Scarberry. Um, and no one says, well, maybe some people say who, and, but you wouldn't because you know him famously for the Greatest American Hero theme song. Yes. One of my guilty pleasures. One of your guilty pleasures. And I was online somewhere and somebody was either tweeting at or mentioning uh, Eddie Gans from the Rock Show. Yeah. And he was damning that person, damning Eddie, because he said, you put this song, this ear, <laughs> earworm in my head and yes. I can't get it out. Right. I'm like, well, I got to try this. Right. So I click on it and now I have this earworm in my head mm-hmm. and I can't get it out. And that song is Love Me Like the Last Time. So love me like the last time. Everything about that song is awesome. Yeah. And, you know, I'm almost guilty of making the very mistake that we're talking about is that as much as I said that I liked, you know, the Greatest American Hero theme, I thought, well, the rest of the album's got to be just schlock, right? And yeah. never bothered to go and listen to it. But, you know, it gives me the opportunity to toot my horn. Yeah, you know? all right. Well when, we, well, when we were talking about this song, you sent it to me, I clicked it on there, and I, I mean, probably middle of the first verse, I texted back to you, said, this kind of has an England Dan John Ford Coley vibe to it, doesn't it? And you're like, yeah, it sure does. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then I went and uh, looked up the credits on the album, only to find that the song was co-written by Dan Seals, <laughs> as in England Dan. So I thought that was pretty funny, and I texted that back to you. Um, meanwhile, the song's still playing, and I said, well, you know, 
whatever happened to Joey Scarberry? So I, I clicked on his name in the hyperlink there and went to his page to find out maybe what else he did. Mm-hmm. And it talked about his history that uh, he had a particular affinity for England Dan and John Ford Coley's sound and wanted to emulate that. <laughs> so you picked up on it right wow. away, to your yeah. credit. Yep. And now that you did, of course, that's all I can hear. Yeah. Yep. But it's so good. It really is good. The guitar solo at the end is just phenomenal. And that was a name I didn't recognize at all, but it was great yeah. solo. Oh, my God. So, anyways, treat yourself to that little treat. That's what you do with treats. Like yeah, that's treat what you do yourself. with them. Um, okay, I have one more. All right, let's hear it. And this one is a little more of a moody song, but the uh, the vocals and the chorus and stuff are just so smooth, and it's a nice, easy-going groove. Um, this, the chorus sounds like something in the Michael McDonald style, just the way the vocals are built out. And this is by a band I'd never heard of, but I'm kind of um, digging into this record a little bit. Burn and Barnes. Burn hmm. is B-Y-R-N-E. Oh, I do see B-Y-R-N-E. Burn and Barnes. And it's uh, an album from 1981 called... Eye for an Eye, and the song that I'm selecting is called Keep On Running. I mean, I almost literally hear Michael McDonald in that. Not I even. don't see anything on credit, but it sounds like someone's trying to do Michael yes. McDonald. Well, that's cheaper. Yeah, true. Yeah. That's a great tune, though. It's got a cool, slow little groove that's a little bit, I don't know if dark's the right word in the verses. Yeah, that's moody, why I said maybe. moody, because yeah. I don't know what... You but know. then it opens up to this great big happy core. It's not happy even, just kind of yeah. big and airy and, and yacht rocky. Yeah, when you don't know the mood, you just say it's moody. That's right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I often say that about my wife. Anywho. Ooh, hello. I'll have to edit that out. Yes, here we go. Um, all right. Without further ado, here's some more ado. I am going to go with a group that I always thought is a country group from the 70s. Pure Prairie League. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, they're kind of pop country. Yeah. I always associated uh, them with that song, Amy. Yeah. You know, which is very kind of... Yeah, I'm not nuts about that tongue. one. But... Either am I. But then it wasn't long ago where I heard um, this song, which is called Let Me Love You Tonight. That's just Melt City. I know. Me, you know. How is that the same thing? It starts off with that sax, the alto sax, just... I mean... Right. And then, you know, Vince Gill singing lead. Okay, in, that's you know? what's crazy. Yeah. Vince, Vince Gill, Gill does the lead vocals in that you song. You get to that chorus. It's just, like I say, Melt City. And I think God. you recognize the chorus when you hear it, don't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like oh, I, I remember man. this song, but I don't remember remembering it. I never could have told you Pure Prairie League, though. Me neither. You know? No. I would have thought it was one of these other, like, one-hit wonder type mm-hmm. things right. that we've been talking about today. But um, that alto sax is David Sanborn. Is it really? Yes. It's kind of not doing the heavy Sanborn thing. Yeah. It's not not the the typical squeezed sound that uh, he gets. Right. A little more sing songy. That's yep. cool. Um, yes, and the, my in going and discovering this, I had to figure out what else was on this record, and it is mostly country pop. Um, but there's also I can't stop this feeling. Do you know that too? No. Uh, go ahead, and play. Now it. it feels just right for me. I, well, I can't stop this feeling. So that's a twofer. Yeah, I got to pull that record back out. I say these are just great picks. I had no idea. You know, I probably last time I listened to that record was maybe five years ago, and I wasn't even this stuff wasn't even on my radar. Right. You know, at least not in this context. Is it possible the whole record's that way? Well, well, it's possible. But listen and report back. Okay, that you, one I will. Okay, right. <laughs> you can make a comment on our Facebook page. Yes, please um, tag me because I don't pay attention. All right, so that's all we got. But that's a lot. Whew. 
I think you got some good uncharted well, water. Well, we still got a buried treasure because the lightning round's coming That's up. That's right. So we're not so, done right. yet. Well, let's take a quick break and we'll come back with we'll be right more back. lightning round. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. Well, lightning round. We have, uh, is it yacht or is it not? Uh, familiarly known as yacht or not. We have buried treasures, of course. And then we have off the map. Uh, I'm going to ask you to go first. Uh, I will. The yacht or not? Give us something that is debatable, whether it's yacht rock or not. Yeah, this one requires a tad of setup um, because I know what the initial reaction is going to be, and this is another one that I'm on the fence about. Okay. So um, I don't always bring these in because I know what I think the answer is. I'm kind of want to hear the debate and kind of uh, see what other people. I'm going to tell you what to think. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, so this song. Boy, even the guys that did the yacht scale are confused about this. They're not confused, but at least uh, all over the place. No, they're not. They're, but they're all right in the same area, but right around that fifty mark. Gotcha. So JD has it as a fifty-three. The other guys have it as a forty-six, a forty-eight, or a forty-nine. So wow. I mean, it's all like right there, and they're like none of them are too sure. So it gives it overall a forty-nine rating. Okay. It's got John Robinson on drums. Okay. It's got Paul Jackson Jr. on guitar. It's got Jimmy Hayslip on bass. So you're like, well, how can this not? You know, you haven't heard the song yet. How can it not? Right. Because the question is, John Anderson, as in from Yes, Hold On to Love. I think the only thing holding that back from being at rock is John Anderson. Yeah. To me, I mean, it yeah. sounds like Yacht Rock. Yeah, it's 1988, so it's a little, the sounds are getting a little more big gated reverbs and things like yeah. that. So it's starting to come outside of that nice clean sound. Um, and yeah, I can't hear his voice in that context. But what's interesting about that record, um, it was being made roughly the same time that Toto was making the seventh one. Mm. And the seventh one um, has a song on it called Stop Loving You, in where during the bridge in the backups, you can clearly hear john anderson's voice so oh. it was at the same time they were sort of trading favors because most of this album this john anderson album is made with the toto guys as the uh. backup band not the song that we played but it's an interesting album to go back and listen to in yeah. that context uh so everybody was sort of you know it's the whole co-mingling thing that was happening in yep. those studios in la well i think time. i'm with jd on this one i would have given it 51 but that still is yacht to me lower than jd but it's it's yacht but barely yacht yeah, I probably would have been lower as huge a fan as I am as John, uh, John Anderson's, but because it never would have even crossed my mind if somebody even brought it up before I even listened to it, I would have said no. Yeah. But, you know, I, I could see where they're both kind of like, wow, we're, it's kind of there, but not kind of, I don't know. You yeah. Know? All right. So what was, what was your final vote? Mine's a no. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we're split. Uh, we may be split on the following one uh, or the following song because I think I know your answer to this. Um, the song is Lonesome Loser by Little River Band. So, okay. Obviously, Little River Band is, you know, on the boat already. 
but that song in particular, what's your take? That's a yes. Yeah. It's a it's a big, big yes for me. Yeah. It's a for me it's a big, big no. And I love the song, but for some reason I associate it with like classic rock, not yacht rock. Yeah, I, I get that. But see that was on my um one bar wonders list. Yes, it was. That's it was why I brought it back when I hear around. those voices, um to me that that sits on that more um for lack of a better term, strum rock branch of yacht rock, mm. you know, where Firefall lives and things like that. But um Yeah. Well, I mean, I like it enough to put it on my yacht rock playlist. I have a bias towards Little River Band, so yeah, I'm going to put them in because I want them to be in there. And I, you know, I'm not going to argue with somebody who says no. Right? Yeah, I'm torn because I, I would say no, but it's on my playlist. So okay, all right. So you do the buried treasure then? Okay. Well, um, this is not an obscure song by any chance, but I don't hear this song nearly enough. And by nearly enough, I mean ever. Um, until I. Uh, caught it on J.D. Risner's playlist. It's not so much super yachty as it is definitely West Coast. Mm-hmm. And um, it's We Don't Talk Anymore by Cliff Richard. God, how could I forget about that song? It's like the minute I heard the intro yeah. of that and I heard the melody being played in the keys, I'm like, oh, duh, like right. you said. Wow. It's, and that's my same exact reaction. And I turned to who I was with and I said, you know the song? And she's like, yeah. It was a hit. Like, it's a bonafide hit. Is there any argument to be made that it's not Yacht Rock? I mean, no, it sounds yachty no, to not me. not at all. Yeah, yeah, it's full on. More so than Devil Woman, his Yacht Rock staple, yeah. I think. Anyways. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Cool. Well, good. Buried Treasure. Okay, my Buried Treasure comes from somebody that I know you probably have not heard of. Not you necessarily, but this is not a household name at all. David Roberts. 1982. Mm-hmm. album was called All Dressed Up. And this song is called Wrong Side of the Tracks. Where'd you unearth that baby? I have no idea. Huh. I have no idea. That's a, that's hot to trot. And it is yacht. Um, cool. Buried treasure. So, so we're down to off the map. Oh, yeah. Uh, be my guest. Off the map. So uh, this is something that we talk about outside of the yacht rock genre, um, but maybe fits in. This one is, I think musically, this is full on yacht, but it's from 2012. Um, it's some of the people that are doing sort of yachty stuff later 2000s. Some of them are doing it specifically to sound like the 70s and 80s era, and others are doing it with more of the modern sensibility and the modern sounds, and that would be the case on this one. But this is another Swede. We mm. talked about how we want to gather some information about the popularity of this style in Sweden. His name is Andreas Aleman, A-L-E-M-A-N, from 2012, the album's called It's the Journey. This song is called If It's a Dream. Yeah, that is good. What, what year did you say that was? 2012. Oh, my God. That's older than I thought, but it's still really good. Yeah. Right around the same time, we think, what, that uh, State College started around 2005, 2010? I'm trying to remember now. Yeah, I'm trying to remember now, too. I thought it was 2010 or 11. Okay, like so that. in yeah. the same yeah. range. Yeah, that's a great tune. And then uh, you sent that to me a while ago. I listened to the whole record. The whole record's mm-hmm. pretty good. Yep. There's it's like got one a huge song. voice, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, oh, God, he does, yeah. Power. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, well, I guess it's down to my off the map, then. Yeah. I asked you to put a pin in something earlier. Can you take the pin out? Okay, let's do it. All right. Uh, do you remember what it was? Terrence Boylan. That's Shame. Right. Yeah. So play a little of that again, and then that's going to lead up into my off the map, ironically. All right. Here we 
introduced to a modern artist 2013 but they were actually in the rotation on Yacht Rock Miami that's how I discovered it okay the name of the artist is Sun Ray and Ray is spelled R-A-I and I went on to discover that Sun Ray is actually Ray let's see how do I pronounce his last name Thistlewaite he's an Australian jazz musician okay and he's got a couple different pop Okay. Um, projects, one of which is Sunray, and there. So Sunray sounds pretty yachty already. Yeah. And uh, this song just had the perfect vibe, so I figured for sure it was from 1976, it's 2013. Wow. And I think it has a very similar vibe to that song that you just played. Okay. So let's play a little of his biggest, most spins. The biggest hit is a song called San Francisco Street. So aside from the, I don't know what you call that, phasing or modulation of the keyboards. Yeah, it sound like it's almost and vibrato, yeah. I call that millennial music. Yeah. Um, that's got a really cool vibe. And so I really credit the Yacht Rock Miami dudes for putting that in the rotation. It is smooth. I know that's what that's their final parameter. Is it smooth? Is it smooth? And so that's 2013. If yeah. you go listen to that entire EP, the EP I, uh, is I, called Pocket Music. Okay. And the reason I also consider it Yacht Rock, he's got one of the songs... On that, that he remixed, and he called it the Yacht Rock Remix. Okay, well, so, he's guiding yeah. you there, right? So he's trying to do it, and it's really, what a discovery. It was like such a treat to listen to that. Yeah. And it's a short little catalog, the Sunray, but uh, very well worth it. So that's what well, I got. Got to keep those treasure maps open, right? That's right. You know, X marks the spot, I guess. So. Yes, uh, yes. I can't think of a pun, so I'm going to punt. Ooh. Ready? Yes. Say it. Ahoy, ploy. Ahoy, ploy. 